the heart of this topic is understanding what a story is and why it's so important to employer brand, internal communications, talent acquisition, anyone who's communicating culture. When you're looking at people's culture content, you're seeing things like, I love who I work with. We have great people here. I have great work-life balance. Topics like that have a lot of buzzwords, but they're really not giving any tangible examples of what that looks like. Hello, Spotlight listeners. I'm Jill Shabelman from Stories, Inc. and back with an episode on one of my favorite topics, how to uncover great stories. My first Stories, Inc. project was with a solar manufacturing company that wanted to tell the stories of their military veterans. I remember sitting in the interview chair across from storytellers who came from all walks of life and experiences, and it was a little nerve-wracking. These were people who fought on the front lines of wars or protected our country in very technical and complex ways. My last interview of the day was with a Coast Guard veteran who told the most amazing story at the end of her interview. In the military, she lost some of her hearing, and her job at this current company was in facilities, and it required her to use a radio to communicate with her team. Her hearing device wasn't compatible with the radios, so the company made significant changes to their system so she could easily communicate and do her job well. She's a very celebrated employee there, and she went on to be featured in a Montel Williams show about companies supporting veterans. How cool is that? So if you love stories as much as we do, this episode is for you. Stay tuned for more from Bernadette and Melissa from the Storiesing team as they share tips and examples galore. Today we are talking about questions that get great stories and really pulling back the curtain on our facilitated interview process and some of the questions that we ask that get great stories from every person we talk to every time. I'm joined by my wonderful colleague, Melissa Jones. She's a content strategist here. So Melissa is the boots on the ground, the person who is working with our clients day in and day out, interviewing their storytellers, uncovering their stories on camera to be able to create compelling story content. There is no one who knows better how to great, get a great story than Melissa. So I'm so glad that you are here to, to weigh in and really share your tips and insights. I've met a lot of people through this process over the last two years, so it's, it's been great. And uh, yeah, I've got, I think I got a few fun examples to share today. Yes. And there is a little bit of an art to getting a great story, but it is something that you can learn and fine tune and get better at. So we'll be sharing a lot of tips. But first, before we get into those tips and those, some of those questions, I think it's really at the heart of this topic is understanding what a story is and why it's so important to employer brand, internal communications, talent acquisition, anyone who's communicating culture. What is the difference between that testimonial and that story? I mean, you're looking at people's culture content, you're seeing things like I love who I work with. We have great people here. I have great work-life balance. Topics like that have a lot of buzzwords, but they're really not giving any tangible examples of what that looks like. Or on the flip side, I think work-life balance flexibility is a really great thing to look at here, where if someone was to give an example of, I'm a parent and I have the ability to create my own schedule and I'm able to work around drop-off and pickup times, for example. And that's an, a tangible example of what flexibility looks like and how it improves their life, that's a story there. Whereas just saying words on a paper, flexibility can look different at so many different organizations. Just one kind of example of how having that tangible example and that story really gives that insight that candidates need much more than a testimonial on a career site page. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. And we'll dive a little bit deeper into those stories too. And then I know is a, a big part when you interview having to push past that testimonial, is that something that you find yourself having to do a lot? Yeah, for sure. Storytellers will come to the chair equipped to really be a cheerleader for their company. So they've got these ideas of, I want to talk about how great it is to work here and how great my colleagues are. But 
what I'm trying to do is get deeper into the why of all of that and what motivates them. And so they definitely need a little more prompting in order to pull out those, what we call proof points. Mm -hmm. That's why we stand by our facilitated approach, but that facilitated approach uncovering stories really is the way to do it because exactly what you said, people don't always naturally speak in stories. And so if that's what you're looking for, that back and forth, the follow-up questions, the leading questions, that is how you get to the really great content. As we go through some of our examples here, we have what we call eight elements of a story. I'm going to talk through only a couple of them, but we'll link to it in the comments. But as you think about and you look to uncover stories from people in your organization, a couple kind of guideposts to keep in mind is that a story is, number one, specific. So something has to happen. So the more details, the better. Within reason, you're often looking to create concise stories. But um, the more details, what happened? Was there a cause and effect? What was the outcome? Those details are really what makes the story memorable. So remember that specific. Number two, stories should be relatable. So adding emotional impact. What did this experience mean to you? That really allows your audience to put themselves in the shoes of the storyteller and feel like they're in your culture, even though they've never worked at your company before. So that relatability really allows candidates to empathize with people in your organization. Number three, your company should be a character in these stories. So if you're creating culture content, it shouldn't just be anything that happened, but what did your organization do to make this story possible? So was it a benefit or a policy? Or is it that your company really focuses on collaboration and reinforces that aspect of your culture? And then here is how collaboration looks like every day. So what role does your company play in making this story happen? So try to have them be a character there. And then finally, connecting to culture concepts. And we'll talk about this in some of the examples, but how can you take this story and then connect it back to what it says about your organization? So there's four overarching tips as you look to uncover stories. Okay, so now I have done enough talking. So at this point, we're going to... Yeah, I could get back to Melissa here and dive into, we have four questions prepared that really you can ask anyone in your organization to be able to uncover great stories. So Melissa, what is that first question? One of the questions that I really like to ask our storytellers is, can you give me an example of that? It's so simple and so effective and a great way of breaking through that testimonial to get to the story. And let me give you an example of a recent storyteller experience. The storyteller kept telling me, this company is cutting edge. The work we do matters. It makes a difference. And I get it. But I asked her, can you give me an example of why does it matter? Why does it make a difference? What's cutting edge about it? She told me a story about a little girl who was diagnosed with a rare genetic disorder. There was no cure. The doctors, however, had discovered that there was some alternative treatment that they thought might work. And the problem was that it was not approved by the FDA. That's when her organization came in and worked with the doctors to investigate and test and then prove that solution that they had identified would, in fact, work. And they did. And the little girl was able to receive this treatment and is now living a full and vibrant life. And as she described for me, this example, I thought, what better information about why this company matters and why it's cutting edge than telling me about this little girl's story? And I gave me goosebumps just hearing her talk about this. 
It's, that's an amazing story. And yeah, and it's, I think I could picture so many career sites and so many posts and graphics that says we're cutting edge innovation or what the work we do matters. But those statements alone don't give you much. Whereas you hear a story like that, you can literally picture the impact of the work these people are doing every day. Yeah, for sure. That proof point, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, okay. Question number one was, can you give me an example of that? Simple, but asking people to push back some of that jargon and testimonials that they will sometimes give as an answer. So great. Okay. What is the next question that gets great stories? So question two is, why does that matter? And how does that make you feel? It's an essential part of telling a story that's connecting to that why, that motivation, the impact, and how does that make you really feel? Jake was a storyteller of mine that as soon as he sat down in that chair, he said, I'm so thrilled to be here and talk about this company I work for because I truly feel as though they care about their employees. They really look out for us. And I said to him, why does that matter? And Jake said, we carry around a lot of heavy personal things at times. And the weight of those things exists and can impact our product productivity. He said, last year, I had this opportunity to sit down with a leader from my company who asked me, what can this company do to support you? And Jake found this as an opportunity to share the personal circumstances he'd been dealing with recently. He said, my partner and I have been considering starting a family, but the process is expensive, it's complex, and it really seems like there's no resources available to us here to assist us in this. And the leader listened, took that back, and within a few months was able to implement this benefit for the whole organization based on what Jake had shared with him. And when I asked Jake, how does that make you feel? He said, it's no longer an if, but a when I can start my family. And that makes me feel really cared for and valued here. And again, like one of those, one of those moments where he came to the table and he was there to be a cheerleader for the company. But when I probed a little bit further, he gave me a very specific and very intimate example of why he felt that way. Another really good example there. And I think a lot of times, and, and Melissa, you could probably speak to this more, but when you're the person in the interview chair and you're uncovering these stories from team members, you're also trying to piece together, what is this going to look like in a final video? And like, how do I want uh, a candidate or an audience who's hearing the story to feel at the end? This type of question of why does that matter? How did that make you feel? It really prods the storyteller to connect it back to that answer. Why does this matter? Which you can almost picture it if you're scripting a video or creating a piece of content is that kind of like final takeaway at the end that you want the person to feel at the end, which in this case was, I feel valued and that the organization really cares about me. Yeah, absolutely. Those are music to my ears when I hear those things too. <laughs> I think we put these two together for a reason that I think they're a good kind of one-two punch of asking, can you give me an example of that? And then when you get that great story, making sure you follow up with what is that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. So I know our third question is a little bit more of a tip, but it does get great stories. So what is the third tip that we have here? One of the things I found early on when I started sitting down with employees and with the storytellers is that I was a little nervous going into these conversations. These are strangers to me. And how would I break the ice? How would I get trust 
built between me and the storyteller. Because as I gave you a couple of these examples, those are sometimes intimate conversations, things that people could have a little hesitation in sharing. Uh, what I found is if I did a little bit more research on my storytellers, just a quick Google search or taking a look at their LinkedIn, whatever it may be, but just get a few pieces of information about them going into this conversation, I could drop those little nuggets if I felt as though they were struggling to give me more or they were just struggling to open up in general. At some point, I started to realize this really actually does work. And so it's like, okay, I've got to do this on every one of my storytellers because this is how I open that door to getting those really impactful and heartfelt moments of story that I'd been looking for. And so an example of that recently, over the course of the last year, I discovered a woman I was sitting down with had written a book. And as we go through the story process, these facilitated conversations, I'm talking to her about her job and why she does what she does. It's a very sort of tech-based conversation, which is only really giving me pieces of information about the job and the hard cold facts, right? Here's what I do, why I do it, and here's some projects I've done and accomplished. What I wanted to know, though, was a little bit more personal. And so I thought this is an opportunity to just share that little nugget that I knew that she had written a book. So I said, hey, Joanne, I heard that you wrote a book. And can you tell me a little bit about that? And the look on her face in the moment of, wow, you know who I am more about me than what may be on your paper at this moment. She, I guess I would say, let her hair down in a way. And um, she said, yeah, I did. I wrote a book. I don't talk about it often, but actually something happened to me at work with that book. And she said, another colleague of mine in an employer resource group had read the book and mentioned it to me. And the book was about Joanne's life. And she said, I just didn't think anybody would care. I just wrote it more for me and less to make money. Her colleague said, hey, your story was really impactful to me. I think it should be heard by others. And I feel like your colleagues, our colleagues, would get some joy out of hearing your story. And the employee resource group that she was in invited her to come and be a guest speaker at their next month's event. And she told her story and she said, never did I feel more empowered and more supported and more surrounded by colleagues in that moment than when I was talking about my life and the, the, the trials and tribulations I'd gone through and how I'd become an employee of this prestigious company. And she said it was just an outpouring of support that I'd received. And if I hadn't done that, Dickie, if I hadn't known that she'd written that book, that's probably something we wouldn't have even ever talked about. And it made for a really great story, I think, about support, why it's important to connect with colleagues and how it can be important and how it can make you feel as a storyteller. It's another really good example. And I know, and fun fact for anyone who doesn't know this, I used to also be a content strategist years and years ago, but did the same interview process here at Storything. And I used to do a similar thing. And so that's an example. You see something like that when you do your research and you're like, oh, yes, it's like a book. This is like really tangible. I can look up the summary of it. But I think remember that there's also so many nuggets you can find just from looking even at the cold, hard facts of someone's career. So if you're looking at someone's LinkedIn profile, you can see, you know, their career journey, what other organizations they've been at, if they have become an expert in their field or kind of moved around between different disciplines. 
So just having some of those, that knowledge going into a conversation just really empowers you to start maybe a couple steps ahead than you would have if it was completely brand I'm going to add that little nugget. It's not just if there's a book. There's also just like doing a little bit of research and understanding who someone might be when you go into a conversation. Yeah, you're right. Think about career progression. Perhaps they've stayed at the company for a long time. Those mm-hmm. are things you want to ask about. Yep. No, absolutely. Awesome. So that's another really great tip. We have our, our fourth question here. So bring us home, Melissa. What's the fourth question that you ask that gets great stories? So this one's interesting. We go through this facilitated conversation and we're asking very pointed questions about their career and their job and their culture. And at the end of the interview, I like to ask simply, what haven't I asked you? And I think it's important to do this because you give the storyteller a moment of pause to reflect even on everything they've just shared with me. And what I found is that sometimes this question will reveal something I wouldn't have otherwise known. And sometimes it'll return a response that they'll say, you didn't ask me about mentorship or you didn't ask me about this award I received. But then other times there's something that unique happens. And so when you give that storyteller space to consider all that they've shared with you, why they work there, what their purpose is, why it matters and how they feel. And those moments of pause um, when I ask them if there's anything else. Sometimes they'll return with parting words and sometimes more heartfelt than I could have ever imagined or could have asked for or could have even tried to get out of them in the first place. So that space to respond recently really came to life with the storyteller in a way that I almost got choked up in a way. The storyteller after after our conversation says, I had no idea I'd get this choked up. And that's because his response to that question was, I've stayed with this company for 30 years because it afforded me the opportunity to fulfill some of my lifelong goals. The income necessary to raise five kids, to buy a new car. I got to travel the world. I've grown professionally in those 30 years. And he said, all those things mean so much to me. And it was like, if I hadn't given him that moment to reflect, I wouldn't have even actually gotten that on camera. It would have been a conversation afterwards. And so sometimes even just that, what haven't I asked you, just gives them an opportunity. What else is there? What haven't you shared with me? And beautiful things like that example could come out of that question. I love that story. That's great. Yeah. And I think a lot of the storytellers that we interview, like you said at the beginning, they want to be cheerleaders. They come with good intentions and they want to make sure that they're able to help the company as much as they can and share their experiences. So that second to think and be like, oh, did I forget anything? Like they, you'll, yeah, they'll come up with a story that maybe wasn't even related to any of the questions that you asked, but still is very telling about the organization. It's one of those things that I try to encourage storytellers that, yes, we're coming because your company has sent us here to talk to you. So certainly there's that element of we want to talk about your company, but we also want to talk about you. There's some personal elements there that we really want to incorporate into this storytelling because those things matter and they matter to the audience. They matter to candidates. They matter to your peers and your colleagues. And so I really tried to encourage our storytellers, share more than just information about the company. Tell me about you and how do your passions connect to what you're doing here at this mm-hmm. company? I think that's a great way to close it out. Thank you so much. So to, quick, to quickly summarize, Melissa today shared four questions that will get great stories. 
the first one was, can you give me an example of that to push back that testimonial and get the story? The second was, why does this matter? Or how did that make you feel to really get that connection at the end, that emotional connection to the story? Um, third was more of a tip, but do your research and incorporate things that you have learned about the storyteller into your conversation. And then finally, closing with what haven't I asked you? So giving them the opportunity to share something that um, might lead to an unexpected conversation. I love those tips and I've used them myself when interviewing storytellers, but also in everyday conversations with friends, family, and even strangers. As always, thank you for listening in. Head over to storiesincorporated.com for more resources, guides, and tips on growing your employee story efforts, no matter what role you're in.